You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. For all things ATL. For everything Falcons. First to the end zone, touchdown! This is Peachtree Football. Now, your host... Dylan Matthews and Bo Morgan. What's going on, everybody? It is your boy Dylan Matthews alongside the man, the myth, the legend himself, Bo Morgan, and we are Peace Street Football. Make sure you guys like this podcast, download the podcast, subscribe to Peace Street Football because we are wherever you get your podcast. That is Apple Podcasts, that is Spotify, that is the Odyssey app. Wherever you get your podcast, Peachtree Football is there. Bo Morgan, it is Super Bowl week, my friend. Do you have any sort of Super Bowl watching traditions? Do you, I know, I know you like to, you know, hang with the neighbors. Are you going to go over there and watch? Do you have any traditions? How do you, how do you prepare for a week such as this one? Um, that's a good question. No, I mean. Traditions change for me with the Super Bowl. Um, mm. The tradition is I watch it. There you go. I've watched every Super Bowl <laughs> since 1990. There you go. So, um, no, not really. I, I mean, I've um, I've been lucky enough to be at one. Right. Um, not as a fan as, as working, and it wasn't a it wasn't a great experience in the end. But yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, this year lately. First, first Super Bowl that we had in this house, we had a party. Okay, nice. Um, and because it was kind of like we had been in the house like maybe a month, and okay. that was that was the one in Atlanta. That was when the Super Bowl was here in Atlanta. Oh, nice. So um, that was that kind of like a house a housewarming slash Super Bowl type of party for you all. Yeah, yeah. It was like we had a we had actually a, uh, probably the biggest party we've had here. Oh, nice. Um, we had a, we had a decent amount of people. Um, the Contis, yeah, came, the Archers nice. came. Oh, um, dope. the Zenos uh, came. Uh, okay, on, among people that um, that yeah. you know that I would know <laughs> that, that, that people that, that the listeners and you would, would right. know. Um, right, but we had uh, I think somebody else came from the station. Um, I think Wendy might, Wendy Adams might have came. I can't remember. I thought Ooh. I think so. Uh, we had we had a decent crowd. We had, we had some good yeah. people. Um, so it was um. It was a fun thing, but no, we normally go to, uh, now my buddy that, that lives on the other side of the neighborhood, he, mm-hmm. he has, a a nice downstairs too. And, uh, his is probably, his is bigger than mine, I think slightly. And, um, we normally go over there now, last couple of years we've gone over there. So, uh, it was funny cause we were, he plays golf with us and he, he goes, what is everybody doing with the Super Bowl? I was like, well, I'm telling everybody we're coming to your house. I was like, is that not what we're doing? And he was like, well, that's what I was thinking. And I was like, okay. Like, well, what I need to cook, so um, I'll probably do. Uh, I've asked him if he needs me. You know, normally we'll take stuff. Some, yeah, like I think the last couple of years I've done a port, but I'm I'm okay yeah. with not doing one. Yeah, um, but I'm also okay with doing one too because I haven't done one in a while. So I probably need to get back in the the hang of things as the weather starts to warm up. But yeah, I'll probably <laughs> we'll probably go over there and um, have a few drinks and have a few laughs and right. And then I'll retreat to the couch and watch the game and normally <laughs> i will say this 
normally when I'm invited somewhere to watch a game, mm-hmm. um, you can catch me before and after or during halftime. Yeah. Of the game. <laughs> because I normally just I'll sit there and watch and if you come over and talk, I'll talk to you. I won't be yeah. rude, but I'm I'm but you're invested. Locked in. I'm yeah. invested in watching the game. I like to see if I can figure out, you know, what's going on, how they're playing. Because you never hear the uh, announcers in those kind of events anyway. No. I like to kind of figure out, hey, the end zone, the end, you know, right. man, if I, can, if I can tell or if I can't, you know, if I can tell on my own. But, right. um, yeah, I just like to, to take in the game and kind of figure out, you know, it gives me a better uh, a feeling of what's happening when I watch it and then, uh, you know, go back and, and, and rewatch and look at stuff differently. There you go. Right, y'all. Since 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 your your <laughs> ladies Eagles are in the game, I mean, you guys got plans or? Oh yeah, we we have plans. I don't necessarily. I'm I'm like you. I don't have a tradition besides watching the game. Um, but we definitely do have plans for this one. So there is an Eagles bar that apparently all Eagles fans congregate to, and it's actually it's actually a very nice vibe. Like all the Eagles fans are in there and they're hype. They're going crazy. Um, so it's actually a nice vibe if you're an Eagles fan. For me, it's you know, it's it's whatever. I'm I'm obviously a Falcons fan, but they're very nice. They know I'm a Falcons fan, so <laughs> obviously right now they're not threatened by me. But anyways, so we're gonna go there, um, and we're you know we're gonna vibe out, have a good time, and it, it'll it'll be fun. So you know, again, just I just need selfishly, I selfishly just need the Eagles to win. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well. I understand that, um, and I'm not going to comment because I don't. <laughs> we want, know you want the Chiefs to win. I don't want to be beat up. <laughs> right? Yeah, I'm about to say. You know, you don't wake up the sleeping giant right now. <laughs> no, I'm not going to mess with her, dude. Nah. Trust me. Trust me. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and talk some Atlanta Falcons football here, Bo, um, because I, I saw an interesting tweet, um, and I've been seeing it the past couple of days. It was from Pro Football Focus. And they apparently think they first of all, I tweeted out what the NFC, what every team in the NFC South needs. And to pull the tweet up here uh, quickly, they said the Atlanta Falcons need everything. So we'll talk about that here in a second. And then if you're also wondering, they said the Panthers need a quarterback. The Saints need a defensive line. And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers also need a quarterback. Bo, I know we got some holes to fill, but I don't think we need everything. I mean, everything. And again, I know it's pro football focus. They're, they have a bird's eye view of what we're doing. They're not investing to the team and really covering the team like you, myself, Dave Archer, everybody else at 19 on the game does. So I understand their prism on how they view us is a little bit... Uh, is a little bit hampered because they aren't they aren't watching all the games and they aren't watching the Atlanta Falcons specifically. So I know they have a bird's eye view of us. Well, it's a clown website anyway. It's just guys <laughs> in your basement writing stuff. So exactly. um, that being said, that being said, they're not far off. <laughs> no, not too because much. Because I think I think I think you're I think you could go to battle with these two safeties. Like, everybody wants to get Jesse Bates, and I, I get it. But, I don't want Jesse Bates at all. Well, I like honestly. Jesse Bates, but why in the hell am I going to go spend that money on a, on a safety? I've got two guys that exactly. are young and growing and and, and both uh, cheap. Um, you do need another – you know, you, uh, Casey Hayward will be back in some capacity, but 
Need another corner. Um, you could let him go and save some money, and you could draft True. a guy or sign a guy. Isaiah Oliver needs to be re-signed, so you technically need a nickel. Yep. Um, you've got to re-sign Rashawn Evans, so technically you need another uh, another another Mike linebacker. Um, you need to re-sign your right tackle, so and your left guard or a left guard, so you need holes there. Uh, defensive line has holes all over it, so yeah, because remember. The, the, the thing, the out for them on this to defend it is that there are a lot of guys on one-year contracts, and they're right. not wrong. A lot of nope. guys are on one-year contracts on this team. So that yep. does create a lot of holes, and you need to build depth. Um, so, so tight end, I think you could be set there with Parker Hesse, um, Michael Pruitt, Felipe Franks, and Kyle, Kyle Pitt. Pitt. I'm, not, I'm not blown. Uh, I'm yeah. not – just you know, disinterested in that group. Now you could upgrade, sure, but yeah. those are all guys that have that have played multiple positions and multiple roles, including Hesse and Felipe. When he comes back, uh, hopefully, you um, you know, Caleb Huntley what tore his Achilles late. That's mm-hmm. a that's a year injury, so you yeah. only add another running back there. But you've got Algier and and, and CP and Avery Williams, pretty set there. Um, wide receiver, you need a two. You got to mm-hmm. re-sign OZ if you want him, depending on what he's going to demand. So you need help there. So I don't argue with him. You don't need it. You don't need a kicker. I'm fine with bringing bringing Bradley Pinion back. Yep, he's good. So I think that you're okay. Um, you know, Liam McCullough was uh, uh was you know he wasn't a rookie so to speak, but it was his first year. Right. Um. Uh. You know, because he was on some practice squads and stuff. Okay, well, I'll take him back. I thought he did a fine job. I didn't have any issues with our with with with, with his what he did this year. Um, nope. And then you look at quarterback. Now you're going to cut Mariota most likely. You got Logan Woodside, but I mean, do you want to keep him? Uh, yeah. Devin Ritter obviously <laughs> be so you could add you can add a piece there. So they're not really yeah. far off. No, it sounds like a jerky comment by them, and it normally is. That's kind of website they are, <laughs> but they're not wrong. Yeah. And you need help at a lot of positions, and a lot of that was due to how many players you had on one-year contracts. So right. I don't, it's hard for me to disagree 100% with them. I, I think there's a lot of accuracy to that because we just went through it. Um, yeah. And you need a lot of guys, so they're not wrong. Yeah, that is true. When you break it down like that, we do have a lot of needs. And with that being said, what are the biggest needs? If you had to... If you had to go, let's say you named about six positions there, something uh, somewhere around that number. If you had to give me the top two positions that we cannot get wrong in free agency or the draft, the top two positions that we can't get wrong in free agency or the draft, which two would you say they are? The most, the most important two positions to really turning this football team around and, you know, contending in the NFC South, possibly winning the NFC South and going to the playoffs next year, what are those two positions we just cannot get wrong? Well, can I do position groups or actual positions? You can do – no, but you can do position groups. All right, let me do it this way. Offensive and defensive line, it's easy. Yeah. It's as simple as that. Yep. More importantly, interior of both. Yes. I got to have my guard center guard. Now, we know Lindstrom um, – the, I think some people think the jury's out on Dahlman. Uh, if you get the right guy next to him, I think he could be good. Agreed. So the interior of both lines. So 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 defensive tackle, offensive guard. 
Um, because those two positions are, are stalwarts. And, and, and in a pocket for a passing game, they are much more important than everyone thinks. The blind side, the left tackle position, we all know is important. Yes. But, it, but with today's game, if you have a guy that has pocket presence and he's got a Jalen Hurts or a Dylan Ma- Dylan Matthews. <laughs> I can move around in the pocket. I can a do Patrick it. Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts. I don't know why I did that. Um, Just I, I'm sorry, right Dylan. Um, but if you have a guy like that, and Joe Burrow type, Desmond Ritter. Desmond yeah. Ritter is a guy that I think with his pocket, then it, as long as that guy can step up in the pocket, right. we're in business. Uh, so that's why I want the interior offense a lot. And, and on the other side, look, take it, flip it, reverse it. Defensive <laughs> tackle. Boom, if you can create an interior push, now you can create some drama for that quarterback in the pocket. Now, if your mm-hmm. edge rushers are doing what anything, you know, not being not being phenomenal, but just being good at getting a push, and, and, and then that could create some issues for the quarterback, and that's how you get pressure is caving that pocket. And I've talked about it at yeah. nauseum. So, to me, it's the defensive tackle and the offensive guard position. You can't mess those up. You can talk about edge all you want, but if you win interior, it changes the line of scrimmage, and that helps you win. Go look at this Eagles team. Yeah, they got Hassan Reddick coming off the edge. That's great. But their their meat and potatoes are guys like Fletcher Cox, Hargraves. That's where they win games. You know, Mm -hmm. go get me one of those guys. Go get me a Vita Vea. Go get me somebody like that. And, uh, you know, that's why I'm so big on Deron Payne. Deron Payne, please. (laughs) So – so to me, those are my two positions. I couldn't agree more. First and foremost, like you said, we have to give the Desmond Ritter, assuming he's going to be the guy, which I think he is. I Again, I do believe they'll bring in, when we talk about position-wise and what we need, I do think they will bring in a veteran quarterback to push Desmond Ritter a little bit, but ultimately end up being the one to mentor him and you know help him along his really first year starting. And... We need a good offensive line for that as well. We need to help our, our not rookie quarterback, but first-year starting quarterback with the best offensive line he can possibly have. And then on the flip side of that, you said it. We need to sack the quarterback this year. We haven't been able to do it for since 2016 when, when Vic Beasley led the league in sacks. And then before that, when we had Jonathan Abraham, we have to be able to sack the quarterback. And again, you said it beautifully. Everybody talks about edge. Everybody wants the the next great edge rusher, and that's great. I want him too. But we also have really the pressure comes from, like you said, when you get pressure on the inside and you push that quarterback to the outside. So now the Arnold Ebicades and the Lorenzo Carters, whoever you put next to him, can go ahead and make plays and do what needs to be done. So I agree. Offensive guard. And a defensive tackle, again, Deron Payne, please, need to go ahead and be the ones, uh, or those are the two positions that need to be hit on, that we need at the end of this offseason be like, we got it. We hit an A-plus there, hit a home run there. That's what needs to happen. All right, so let's go ahead and get into the next thing. So we will, on Friday, we will... Go ahead and give you our Super Bowl preview. We'll break down the game. We'll give you our thoughts, predictions, all that good stuff. However, there are things we can learn from these two Super Bowl teams, Bo. 
And I want to know, first and foremost, what you think we can learn from these two Super Bowl teams because the way these two teams have been built, or team a little bit one the other, uh, than the other, but they're, they're – there are ways these two teams have gone about building their franchise that I think the Falcons can learn from. And um, I want to know from your perspective, you know, what, what you like that these two franchises have done to get to this point that the Falcons could, could copy. Well, depth, um, (laughs) depth for one, you look at, uh, you look at Philadelphia and I've talked about this a lot. I feel like, Philadelphia is too deep at every position on the defensive line. Right. And they've got a good secondary, by the way. I think their secondary is a little bit better than I've given them credit for. Uh, Even on this podcast, I've always said I thought their back seven was susceptible. I still think that. But the problem is, is no one, it doesn't get to to that point because (laughs) their front four is so good and so dominant. And so the depth is so deep. They're so deep. I mean, they literally – and Dominican Sue plays on this. You don't ever hear about him. Um, what's uh, – Jordan Davis. Davis, yeah. You would never hear about anymore. And he had that tough str- – he, he was great early, then he got hurt. Yep. Uh, he's healthy now, if I'm not mistaken. But they, you everybody else about is so good, got, they don't really need him anymore. <laughs> well, I mean, they need him, but he's but another yeah. piece. But he's not – they could have a great game. Yeah. But he's not – you just – you hear about those – you hear about other guys that are doing mm-hmm. more. Fletcher right. Cox. I mean, so depth. And then you look at depth on the other side. And I go look at uh, the Chiefs' offense. And look at all the weapons. Uh, like, you know, Pacheco and then uh, Tyreek Hill and Juju Smith-Schuster. I know that some of these guys are banged up. But Clyde's Edward Hilaire. He's he just got activated. He's been hurt during, this, during the playoffs in this stretch. You haven't um, heard about him because Jarek McKinnon's been so good. Jarrett McKinnon, Kadarius Tony. Yep. Uh, you know, I'm missing guys. I mean, I'm leaving guys off. And that is first off, people want to play with Patrick Mahomes. Yes. People want to be coached by Andy Reid's because yes. of how just how you know, and I I've always been a guy that's un, I always under by the way, I didn't even mention Travis Kelsey yet. Nope. Okay. <laughs> um, Miko Hardeman, who they just put on the IR, Sky Moore who's a rookie who had an impact play yep. in the uh, AFC title game, Valdez Scantling. I mean, you know, uh, Noah Gray, who's had some a couple of big catches in these uh, in the playoffs, in the game against Jacksonville. He had a couple yep. of, of big catches. So I'm na- I just named a, a boatload of guys that are weapons for Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and that allowed Chad Henney to step in on his own two-yard line and go 98, 99 yards in a drive that scored a touchdown because that's what the depth does. Chad Henney was better because of the the great players around him, and and he did he did a good job with that, but he didn't have to do too much. Right. So so the depth is something. Building a team and a roster that you can create the depth, and I think that is. That is not as far for me. That's not as far away as people think, because Mm-mm. what I've seen is I've seen a lot of young guys on this team play early. Yep, and maybe they're not starters, but they are depth pieces. Yes, and so if you can upgrade those pieces, and then that that's where 
That's where depth is created because you've somehow been in almost every game with guys who wouldn't be starters on some teams. Right. And or maybe they 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 have they're going to grow based off that and they are going to be starters and they they create competition when you bring in guys that you think are better and maybe they're not because these guys have learned and grown. So just depth. I mean, these two teams, these rosters are extremely deep and that's something of how to learn and build that depth. But honestly, it's easy to say, well, the defensive lines, because both defensive lines are pretty good. Yeah, right. one, one, is an, one is a complete and utter nightmare to go against. <laughs> and the other will sneak up on you and get you, like guys like Chris Jones. Yep. Um, and uh, Frank what, Clark. What, huh? Frank Clark. That is the – I was literally about yeah. to say, what's my guy's name who, yeah. who was with Seattle for a few years? Mm-hmm. Frank Clark. Frank Clark's a mean SOB. And I say that, like, not like personally, but when he's yeah. on the field, he's, yeah. a different, he, he's a different type of dude on that field. That's the guy – you know, you always hear people say, oh, I want that dog. I want that dog. That's right. what they mean when they say, I want that dog. It, it, mm-hmm. the picture of guys like Frank Clark come up in the uh, dictionary. Because mm-hmm, he got that dog in him. Exactly. The dictionary. What year is this? 1991? <laughs> the Google. When you Google the dog, hey, I want a guy. When you Google that t- phrase in football, Frank Clark's one of a few names that come up uh, when you Google it. Exactly. Exactly. What the hell am I talking about? <laughs> it's okay, Squeeze. You just went a little old school. That's all. <laughs> but, uh, but no, I mean, these teams have done a great job. Not only they've drafted a lot of their players, too, and that's the thing I think the the Falcons can take away most and really the Falcons have done a good job because if you look at the Eagles offensive line they drafted every single person on the Eagles offensive line and almost everybody on their uh defensive line Hargrave they got in free agency Hassan Reddick they got in free agency but other guys like Brandon Graham Fletcher Clock uh Fletcher Cox obviously uh Jordan Davis they drafted last year so they had done a good job drafting and developing players and I think that's something the honestly Terry Fontenot and Arthur Smith are on their way to doing now. And in uh, a year, two, at, at most, we'll be saying the same thing. We're like, dang, they really did a good job drafting and developing not only offensive line and defensive line, but really their players overall. I mean, Richie Grant, look at his jump from year one to year two. He's going to keep on growing, keep on developing, getting better. Jalen Hawkins has had a nice jump from year one to year two. Michael Walker, I know he still leaves us our head scratching from time to time, but he had some nice moments. He'll hopefully get better. Troy Anderson, look what he did in his rookie year. And, I mean, I know he's a good player, but that's still a part of he, – he didn't get a lot of playing time early on, but then later in the season, after the coaches got his hands – got their hands on him and were able to develop him, you know, he just he, – he's, he's made big strides um, just from the first half of his rookie to the second half. The defensive line. I mean, I know I'm – we didn't, I don't think we drafted Abdullah Anderson or Timmy Horn, but, you know, able to develop those guys. And like you said, that about creating depth. We've done, a, I believe, a great job at at least, at the absolute least, making Timmy Horn and Abdullah Anderson. I think they will be very good depth pieces. Uh, you know, like you said, maybe they'll get even better and they'll turn into, you know, very competitive starters. We'll see. But at the very least, I know I want them in my defensive line rotation at the very least. So, no, I completely agree with that. And then I think uh, as far as drafting well, developing their their own their homegrown players well, I think uh, the Chiefs and the Eagles do a great job of that. Um, and I think the Falcons are on their way to doing that as well. So, you know, making depth, 
drafting, developing well. That's what we can learn from these teams. I think Arthur Smith and Terry Fontenot have so far done a great job of that as well. So sooner or later, the point being, we will hopefully, you know, be at this stage in a, in a, in a few years' time. Maybe sooner. We'll see. Who knows? You can turn around very quickly in today's NFL. But that is just going to about do it for this episode of Peachtree Football. Make sure you guys like this podcast, download the podcast, subscribe to Peachtree Football. We are wherever you get your podcast, and that's it. So, Bo, when we that's come it. back on Friday, <laughs> that's it. I don't know nothing else to say. <laughs> when we come back on Friday, we will give you our Super Bowl preview, talk about some matchups. We'll talk about how we feel this game is going to go down. We'll just give you a nice Super Bowl preview, and we'll talk some more things Atlanta Falcons also have a uh, also have a food question for Bo on Super Bowl uh, on Super Bowl Friday, but we'll save that for then. We'll let we'll let Bo chew on. No pun intended. What the question is going to be? Oh, that was all pun intended. <laughs> Don't lie. You, you, the grin on your face was like, oh, this was. Com- I, I did this completely on purpose. I did. I can't even lie. <laughs> all right, guys. Make sure again you like this podcast. Download the podcast. Subscribe to Peachtree Football wherever you get your podcast. We'll talk to you on Friday. Peace. H-E-L. 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 H-E-L.